Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 38. Now when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And they're talking about baby Jesus. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanel, the of the tribe of Asher. And she was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers day and night. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for the redemption in Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and for the inspiration of it. May it speak to our hearts and to our lives in such a way this morning, God, that we will be challenged, that we will be changed, and that we will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, uh, we are starting our Christmas uh, or Advent series where we are looking forward to the coming of Christ. And we're looking forward to celebrating His first coming and, of course, looking forward to uh, His second coming whenever that may be. And, and so this year, um, we are looking at how to rediscover Christmas. And because, you know, in every generation... There are events or times that you can kind of go back to that I remember where I was at 
when so-and-so happened or when that happened. There may be some here that may remember where you were at whenever Pearl Harbor was attacked by Japan. There may be some here that remember where you were at um, uh, when Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated or when uh, John Kennedy, when President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. I, I remember where I was at uh, when the space shuttle the uh, space shuttle Challenger uh, exploded, and it was a special time. Uh, folks were watching it in schools because um, there, there was a teacher that was an elementary school teacher that was, or a science teacher that was on there for the first time, kind of as a non-astronaut going to space. And and that it, I remember them bringing in the big box TVs that were sitting on top of a cart. Some of y'all remember those, and and us watching that. And then of course uh, it was on the news over and over after that. I know that there are some that remember where you were at when you found out about uh, 9-11 or whenever you remember uh, finding out about the towers falling or the plane that hit the towers or the Pentagon on 9-11. And I think there are plenty of us that probably remember where you were at um, about 18 months ago when all of a sudden we realized that the coronavirus or the COVID was actually like real. It won't just something uh, with corona beer. Y'all know corona beer sales went down big time around the beginning of that for whatever reason. And, and, but, but it wasn't just about that. And I'll tell you, whenever I remember this thing is serious was when they canceled the NCAA tournament. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, all of a sudden, boom, it's gone. I mean, uh-oh. And, and then it went from that to school closings to church, churches not being able to meet in person. Uh, and by the way, we never did shut down. We went to online, and then we went outside and other things, but we, we were determined we were not shutting down. You can't shut the people of God down. Amen? Amen. And we, we uh, made a way. But, but, and, and we've seen it. I mean, everything from that and, and, of course, the shortage of toilet paper, which I still don't understand. And, I mean, COVID, I don't even think that's one of the symptoms of very seldom. You know what I mean? But anyway, that shortage came across too. But, but all kinds of things. In the last 18 months, we've seen culture shifts. We've seen political and racial divides. We've seen generational divides. I mean, you know, there's people that say, uh, there's people that are getting canceled on social media. If you say certain things or if you look a certain way or act a certain way and things like that. And then there's others that tell on them and they're called canceled. Karens, if y'all now look, I know some good Karens that might be out here. I'm not talking about, but but for whatever reason they got the name of Karen. That anyway, and don't be a Karen, you know what I mean. But but and we entered into a new season of uncertainty. We entered into these last 18 months have been a season of uncertainty. 2020 and 2021 have been sort of like a sci-fi novel or or a bad Netflix series. I mean, you know, of course. With all of that came the Tiger King as well. But anyway, we'll leave that one alone. But, but the thing about it is, is that we have been in a season of uncertainty. But thank the Lord for Advent. Because if there's ever been a time that we need Advent and Christmas, it's now. Amen? If there's ever a time. Listen, Advent means coming or arrival. 
something's coming, somebody's coming, something is going to arrive, and that arrival, we are waiting for it with expectation. And it's not just leading up to uh, Christmas, but it's also longing for the coming of Christ to, to come and consummate his kingdom and to make all things as they should be. And so I invite you these next several weeks on a journey with us a journey where we will look at the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that we can have as we rediscover Christmas together. See, Advent really is all about hope, amen? It is all about hope. It's about what we're looking towards and what we're hoping for. And what we want to talk about today is in the midst of our anxieties and in the midst of our uncertainties, our hope lies in Jesus Christ. Now, you have to understand where Israel was um, and what kind of situation Israel was in during those days that we see the birth of Christ happen. Uh, Israel was, were, was in dark days. They had been in darker days before, but they were still in dark days. They, had been, they were a defeated nation. They were under the thumb of the Roman Empire. Thousands and thousands, I mean thousands of years, they had been invaded by nations and by other armies. Generations since God's co covenant had passed, and, and their main longing that you hear them say is, How long, O Lord? That was their cry. Were there even embers of hope? And we get the answer in these two stories. Now, here's the thing. A lot of time, Advent, they start talking, and they go from the prophets and other things, and kind of early, we're, this, this Rediscover Christmas is going to be a little different because we're actually going to go to after the birth of Christ. And we're actually, this morning, now, now the other Sundays we'll talk about the shepherds, different things and all, but this morning we're going to even jump past the nativity scene, jump past the shepherds, jump past that night, and the angels singing and all, to the temple area where there are two folks who really were walking by faith. Two stories that we find after the birth of Jesus. In fact, when Jesus was just a little baby, uh, we find the story of Simeon and of Anna. Mary and Joseph go to the temple for the purification rites and sacrifice, and Simeon had received a message from the Holy Spirit that he would not die before seeing the Messiah. Now, he probably had to be thinking, Lord, you know, it's getting kind of close. I'm getting on up there in age, and I know you gave me this promise, but it's, it's going, if it's going to happen, it's going to need to happen kind of soon. Look at what Luke, 20, I mean, Luke 2, verses 27 and 30 says. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms, blessed God, and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. In other words, he saw the fulfillment of all that he had been hoping for for all of them years. And then the other story is of Anna. And Anna, in verse 38, And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke to Jesus, to all those who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. Anna and Simeon had hope the whole time. Yes, they were getting older. Yes, things looked dark. Yes, there were uncertainties, but they had hope. And they were not even surprised. If you read those verses, they were not even surprised when Mary and Joseph walked in with the Lord Jesus because they had kept hope alive the whole time. 
So what principles about hope and the power and its power do Anna and Simeon reveal to us this morning? Number one is this. Hope sees beyond. Hope sees beyond. It sees beyond our troubles. It sees beyond our circumstances. It sees beyond the uncertainties. Listen, our world is full of uncertainties right now. Your own personal life may be full of uncertainties right now. You may be not knowing what's next in your life. You may be in a relationship that feels like it's going nowhere. You may be in a marriage that's going through trouble. But let me tell you something. Hope looks beyond. It doesn't look at where we are right now. It looks at where we can be with Jesus' help. Amen? That's what hope looks toward. That's where hope is. It looks beyond. Listen, you may be facing a bad season right now. Maybe it was a tough holiday or it's going to be a tough holiday because of the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's a job loss. Maybe it's just COVID fatigue. But we need to look beyond our current uncertainties and our current circumstances to what Jesus Jesus can be in what he can do. Romans chapter 8 verse 24 and 25 says this, For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. In other words, if you can just see it, it's not really hope. Hope, uh, who hopes for what they already have? But we hope for what we do not have and we wait patiently for it. Listen, I, I remember it was about 18 years ago um, whenever... Uh, Tina was pregnant with my oldest daughter, Elena, and our, we went in. Tina's blood pressure had, had, had gone up and, and everything, and um, we, we went to the hospital, of course. To, she got checked out, and the doctor said, well, I got good news and bad news. And, and we were like, what's, what's, what's that? You know? And he said, well, the good news is you're going to get a tax deduction this year. And um, we were like, well, what's the bad news? He said, uh, you're going into labor tomorrow, and, and you're going to have the baby, which that was good news and bad Well kind of bad news for Tina. But anyway, but uh, I don't know. It might have been good news for Tina. But the thing is, is that Elena was born. She was seven weeks early. And, and uh, she had to go, of course, uh, go into the intermediate care, kind of NICU type thing at Lumberton Hospital. And, and Tina and I, we were camping out at a little uh, waiting room there because we couldn't stay in there with her all the time. And we get to go in for visiting hours and, and we, we could go in kind of all through every so many hours. And I remember there was right before one shift change that, that, uh, that Tina had been able to go in and, and things just looked really not good in some ways. I mean, Lena's vitals were stable, but she wasn't eating, had lost, some, uh, lost a few ounces and everything, and they had to actually feed her through one of those little tubes thing, and that just kind of tore our nerves up knowing that and everything. And so, you know, it, it was kind of tough. Well, we went back in about 2 a.m., and I won't ever forget, there, it, the shift had changed, and there were two nurses in there, and when we go in back in at 2 a.m., they had Southern Gospel music playing on the radio. And they were sitting back, and one of them was sitting there rocking one child, and another one had Alina and said, oh, yeah, she started eating. She's doing a lot better. And, and, and I got to hold her, and, and, and everything was just, and, and she, I think she even had rhythm with the Southern Gospel. Amen. <laughs> don't know why she don't like Southern Gospel now. But anyway, Dion, but, but, but here's the thing, is that me and Tina, it was hard for us to see beyond the circumstances. But you know what? Those nurses had seen it before. They knew what comes beyond, and they knew what to be looking for. And let me tell you something. We can have the hope even in the midst of uncertainties when we look beyond. Number two is this. Hope realizes that God is present. 
Hope realizes that God is present. Even in our uncertainties and even in our, even in our circumstances, God is still present. See, Anna and Simeon, they knew that God was there all alone. And, and they knew that he was coming. And you know how their hope stayed? I, be, I believe it's because they hung around the temple. They, were, they, hung about, they hung around where they could worship. Let me tell you something. Worship is our weapon. Amen? Worship is our weapon for hope. Worship is our weapon against uncertainties. Worship is our weapon against those bad circumstances. Worship is the weapon. Look at what it says there about uh, Anna in verse 37. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84, and she never left the temple but stayed there day and night worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She could hope she could look beyond because she was staying in the presence of God. Let me tell you something. Worship is where we are made aware of the presence of God. Don't get me wrong. You can have some presence of God where you're at on your boat or, or in your car or, or at your house. But let me tell you something. I don't believe that we can be fully aware of God's presence like we can when we gather together as the people of God. Amen? Amen. Listen, and that's what Jesus said. He would come to be. The prophecy says that I will be your Emmanuel, which is God with us. That's who he came to be. And Isaiah, the prophet, gave them this pro promise. And I believe, I believe the prophet's words were in the heart of Anna and Simeon as they were worshiping. When Isaiah 43 says, verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Let me tell you something. You may be in some dark times right now in your life. You may be in some things that you don't know how you can look beyond, but I want you to know that He's walking with you, and if He's with you, nothing can stop you. Amen? Amen. And hope remembers that He's always with us. Last is this. Hope inspires us to carry on. What allowed Simeon and Anna to continue to hang on? What allowed them to continue to worship God? What allowed them to continue to look forward? What allowed them to carry on? Listen, our, our circumstances can make us think, why bother? I know that you've probably had some circumstances that you're saying, why am I going to go to work today? Why bother? Why am I going to study for that test? Why bother? Listen, hope gives us the encouragement to carry on. And maybe that's exactly what somebody needs this morning is to know that don't quit, don't stop, carry on because of hope and the hope that we can have and that we can share. Listen, Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5 says it like this, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. I want you to hear that. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And I don't know where you are this morning, but you don't have to quit. You can carry on. 
you can go forward. Even if it's uncertain, even if the circumstances look bad, you can go forward to do what God's called you to do and to do what to live what you know to live. Listen, there was a story of Tom Moore. Now he, I think he's Sir Thomas Moore, Sir, Sir Tom Moore. And he was 100 years old about the time the pandemic began. And this 100-year-old man, he was in the UK, decided that he was just going to do what he could do to help out the British health, health system. And uh, so he decided he would raise some money. So this 100-year-old man decided that he would walk laps around this large area of gardens. I mean, it was like a mile or whatever to get around it. And he decided he was going to walk that. And he got his walker out, and he, he said he, he got somebody to say, I'll give you a dollar for every lap that you walk. And so he started walking those laps, and he ended up walking 100 laps. Now, it caught social media and all, and, 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 and he ended up raising, for the health system there, he raised $40 million by walking 100 laps. He was eventually knighted by Queen Elizabeth. And whenever he was asked, how did you do this? He said, well, I'll tell you, the hardest part was taking the first step of the first lap. That was the hardest part. He said, once I took that first step of that first lap, the next lap wasn't as hard. And the next lap wasn't as hard. And so I, I want to ask you this morning, with hope, with trying to look beyond, with knowing that God's with us, and making sure that with hope we can carry on, I want to ask you this morning, what's your next step? What's your first step? That you need to take. Maybe for some of us it might be to say, Lord, I'm going to turn this situation over to you. Maybe it's where you need guidance. So you can say, Lord, I'm going to totally follow your word and I'm going to live by your word and I'm going to follow you on this. Maybe for some it's saying, I'm going to take the first step and invite Jesus Christ into my life. And if that's what you need to do this morning, please do not hesitate to do just that. To say, Lord, come into my life, forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Save me this morning. And that's the greatest step that you can ever take. For some, maybe it's to make a recommitment to Christ. Maybe for a while you've kind of been, you've gotten caught up in the circumstances, got caught up in uncertainty, and you just want to recommit your life to Christ. What's your first step this morning? And how can we make that first step together? This morning, in just a moment, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing, and we're going to worship, because that's our weapon, right? We're going to worship, singing, living hope in a minute. But this morning, I just ask you, what's the first step you need to take as we go forth? Let us pray. Lord, in this place, Lord, in this time, I know a lot of folks that just need some hope. And so, Lord, what's our first step? Lord, maybe for some, this morning, right now, Maybe some just want to say, Lord, come into my life. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've messed up, but I know you died on the cross. Lord, save me. If there's anybody that needs to do that this morning, Lord, right now in their heart of hearts, let them say yes. Lord, right now, if there's anybody that just needs to recommit to you or turn something over to you, God, Lord, right now, God, just let them do that. Let that be our first step, Lord. Maybe it's for guidance. 
Maybe we haven't been living for you and we know we need to live for you, God. And there's a situation, there's an addiction, there's something we need to release to you, God. Let it be today so that we can have hope to look beyond, that we can know that you're with us and that we can carry on and move forward. Lord, in Jesus' name, let this be the day that we take that first step. In Jesus' name, amen.